Revenue Rhino. I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Jen Harvey from WorkSum. Jen, it's really nice to have you on. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Really excited. So tell me a bit about yourself and also about your company. Sure. Well, I'm the VP of marketing and brand for Worksome, which is a company that centralizes the processes of how big companies really find, manage, and pay their freelancers and consultants. And really what we aim to do is provide a better experience, obviously, between the freelancers and the hiring managers, but also in the back end, HR, procurement, finance, operations. There's so many of these back-end kind of disjointed processes. So we aim to give uh, a better experience to those teams as well. It's amazing. I love that. And tell me a bit about your background. It sounds like you've uh, you've had tons of marketing experience, tons of branding. You've even hosted podcasts a lot. I'd love for everyone to just get a feel for who is Jen and a bit of your background and, and story. Yeah, thanks. It's yeah, it's a bit different being on this side of the microphone. I can tell you that. I would say I'm very much like a product market fit type of marketer and by default kind of brand strategy and positioning. I would say that's definitely what I love. And yeah, I think, you know, over the years working for a few different SaaS companies, you really learn the analytics side of it and you kind of understand the personas and the targeting. And then that gives you a space to kind of a playground for creativity to kind of work within those areas. So before I got into the wild world of SaaS technology, I was working in sports and entertainment marketing for the New England Patriots and the craft sports group and sponsorships. And it was very much on the communication side of marketing, which I really loved. And then that definitely translated over to SaaS, you know, really thinking about how do we tell the best story based on the strategy and where we're headed? So where's the product headed in six months or a year, or even what's the big, crazy company vision? Who are our competitors and how do we stand out and kind of, you know, where are our strengths and where should we really lean in? So I think that's just really how I view marketing and just from a strategy perspective, understanding your customer and what their challenges are and what's valuable for them is just, the key to getting it all working and um, getting that product market fit, right? It's just constantly testing until you understand it more and more. I definitely work a lot in understanding how you can actually use your product differentiation or your brand differentiation and, and create that campaigns that kind of back that up. Like your brand is your promise of who you are and you need to do things to show it. You can't just say, you know, I'm going to provide this to you And then you don't actually have brand and marketing campaigns that prove that these are the things that you care about and why you're doing what you need to do. And I think we are at that place in the world where people care about that. You know, you need to be who you say you are. So yeah, authentic brand building and and providing real value, I think is kind of number one for me. I love that. That's such an amazing background and story of really being there to kind of craft all these brands. Tell me a bit about branding's role and impact on marketing. So obviously you're a B2B marketer. I'm sure there's a lot of initiatives you have going on and things you're working on this year. 
it sounds like really a lot of your focus in your both your background, I imagine today is that branding. Tell me a bit more on how that ties into marketing and what its role and impact is. Yes. I had a CEO once who I loved working with, and he said, the role of branding and the role of brand should streamline the sales process. So people should have already seen you. They should know what you stand for and what you provide, and they should like it. They should feel an attachment to your brand and kind of feel comfortable and give credibility to the product that you're trying to sell. I think it should be a reflection of who you are internally and ideally make all of, you know, your whole company evangelists for your brand, provide a clear brand experience for everyone that interacts with you. I think it's really bringing to life the values that you have and what you built the product on. And the product should really just be a byproduct of your values and the problem that you're trying to fix. And I think brand kind of sets the stage for marketing to come in and really start having the conversation around like, well, here's your challenges. Here's the benefits of our product and what we can provide you and just kind of set the stage a bit better for sales. So I do see there's a real role there. And I think probably a lot of companies and especially tech companies. They don't build up their brand and they don't have the resources to many times until they get a bit bigger. But I do think it's quite important and needs to be consistent across the company and kind of bought in by everyone. I love that. So when we think about branding and everything that we're talking about here, do you have any examples that you could share with us or stories to tell in terms of this being done well and all that? Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of you know, using your customer insight to kind of create value. One of the companies I worked at, Binder, we, based on some customer research, they really felt like there wasn't a community for them to talk about branding and brand management. It felt like there wasn't a ton of resources or other people they could go to to kind of ask opinions or get thought leadership information from. So we created the on-brand community, which at the time was an online magazine where we had kind of contributors, like thought leaders in brand and brand management. And we started a conference actually in Amsterdam, the on-brand conference. And that conference really ended up taking off after I think four or five years, we went from a hundred people to 2000 people, you know, sold out and we had brand managers and social managers and, you know, everyone more on the comm side we had like NASA and National Geographic and wow. Uber, all these, you know, really big companies coming in and not only provided, you know, kind of content and community, you know, for an on-site event from that event, right? But, you know, literally bringing people together so they could network. It was also, you know, when you do an event, there's the community side that's the whole rest of the year. So, you know, you're still able to use that content and we were able to pull some of the biggest creative agencies in the world, you know, still kind of chopping that up and using it over the year to show that this is like value that you can provide to your users who have said they really needed it. And, you know, it worked really well because we listened and worked really hard to give them what they wanted, basically. That's an amazing story. I love it. Very cool. If I'm a B2B marketer listening today, what things should I be thinking about when it comes to brand? Like you said something that really I think resonated with me is like a lot of software companies and B2B companies don't think about this. If I'm just starting to think about this now, what are some things I should consider, some things I should be thinking about, and where do I start with all this? Yeah, I think there's a lot of talk right now around the end of third-party cookies. And, mm -hmm. 
the end of just spamming prospects and, you know, filling your funnel of MQLs and just kind of the volume game. Um, you know, gone are the days of bad gated content and just getting people's details. Basically, you need to provide something like whether it's a creative campaign that's memorable or, you know, whatever that experience is, I think is really what people are talking about now. And there's also a lot of conversation around how do you kind of blend the brand creative with the performance? Typically, those teams are pretty siloed and you'll have performance out there. You almost you know, as a brand or communications marketer, half the time you might not even see what the performance team is running and you don't actually know if it's on brand because they're just creating so much. So I think you're really going to need to start thinking about the creative that you're putting out there and the story that you're telling. And, you know, there's just not going to be any replacement for true kind of creative that tells your story as how maybe, you know, some teams were built on what do they call it? Spray and pray, just <laughs> trying to get in leads and, and not, yeah, or not putting good content out there. As a B2B marketer, I would definitely start looking at that and, and taking a look at your campaigns that you're running. And just once third party cookies go away, will they still perform the same? Or do you need to start preparing already for that change? I would definitely say if you wanted to, as a B2B marketer, if you're wanted to put together maybe like a demand gen campaign or a lead campaign, you know, I would lean to customer insight. So, you know, talk to your product team, who's talking to your customers the most, talk to CS. Is there like a niche emerging trend that people are talking about? You know, I think you can always get great insights to run with from your customers. What are they talking about? What are they seeing? And how do you, you know, listen to them and give them more value and kind of, you know, as a marketer, put resources into creating content that's actually valuable and can help people make decisions and understand the industry more. There's a million things you could do really, but yeah, that's just some examples. I love that. And I think branding is so interesting in the B2B space because I think of branding and I obviously think of like Apple or something and you know the, the brand and all that they've created in consumer marketing. B2B is interesting because I think of brand and I think of, okay, is it what the company stands for? Is it the logo, the design, all this? What do you think of, like, what defines a brand, uh, especially for B2B? How do you look at it? Like, what are the different aspects of a brand in B2B? Yeah, I would say it's it's all the same as B2C. It's just usually not done <laughs> as well. Brand is really, it's how you look about it, how you visually take in a company, what you think about them, what their personality is. It would be really as if they were a person. There's so many different facets. Companies look at even audio branding is, is a big thing, right? So it's not just about playing a little tune at the beginning of a podcast or something. It's really interweaving audio branding into your products. So maybe when something's done, you hear a little click and then you know, that, you know, it's like, you know what Slack sounds like there's just so many different facets of a brand, but I would really, if you needed to start somewhere, just think about, I would rather than start on the theoretical side and create like a brand house and all of this, I would say, who are you that's truly authentic and, and true to your vision? And what does that person sound like? And what do they care about? And just start showing, are there ways that we can start visualizing that or creating content based on who we really feel like we are? Love that. That's amazing. So let's shift uh, real quick 
as we're wrapping this up to, to your background as a marketer and branding all this, for those that are younger in their careers and just growing as marketers, what advice would you have for them listening? What, what key words of wisdom, key advice is wrapping up here? Would, would you have? Well, I would say don't underestimate the power of brand. I think that sounds very, you know, obviously I've been kind of harping on this the whole, the whole chat, but it should be a strategic asset for you and the entire company because it really drives your values. It should provide a hopefully kind of one brand on brand customer experience across all teams. So, you know, people should really feel like they're no, they know what they're going to get when they come to you. And that's no matter what touch point they reach you on. So you got to really keep a, a lookout at that. But I would definitely just, you know, a brand is not a logo. It's not your color palette. It's really a strategic asset that talks about who you are in your industry and against your competitors. And you can use it in a lot of different ways to your advantage because it really is that strategic asset. So I would just make sure whatever company you're at, really push on the brands because you'll get kind of the strategic answers you need. I love that. Well, Jen, it's been amazing to have you on. Thanks so much for coming and uh, sharing all of your thoughts and words of wisdom here. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks.